week in lockdown, all our hair is getting a bit longer. We're desperate for the hairdressers to come back. Please come back. And we're rejoicing in the Lord always. That's what we've done in this last nine weeks. In Philippians, we've thought about how we can rejoice in the Lord always. And now as we finish that series, we are thinking afresh and anew about how we can live life in the Spirit. And we're thinking about the nine fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, at verses 22 and 23, it says these words that, that we all know, but like the Snow Dwarf and the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, we can never remember all the, the dwarfs. But in Galatians it says these words, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience or forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Self-control. These are the nine. These are, God willing, the, the nine weeks we're going to spend together thinking about each aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. Taking each one and looking at it in, in a, a deeper setting in the scriptures and also what it means for you and I to be living that way in this world. A man went to the supermarket to get some items he needed for home. He wandered aimlessly for a while searching out the needed groceries. As is often the case in the supermarket, he kept passing the same shopper in almost every aisle. It was another father trying to shop with a totally uncooperative three-year-old boy in the cart. The first time they passed, the three-year-old was asking over and over for a chocolate bar. Our observer couldn't hear the entire conversation. He just heard Dad say, Now, Keith, this won't take long. As they passed the next aisle, the three-year-old's pleas increased several octaves. Dad was now quietly saying, Keith, just calm down, we'll be done in a minute. When they passed the milk, the kid was screaming uncontrollably. Dad was still keeping his cool. In a very low voice, he was saying, Keith, settle down, we're almost out of here. The dad and the son reached the checkout till just ahead of our observer. He still gave no evidence of losing control. The boy was screaming and kicking. Dad was very calmly saying over and over, Keith will be in the car in just a minute, then everything will be okay. The bystander was impressed beyond words, and after paying for his shopping, he hurried to carry up with this amazing example of patience and self-control, just in time to hear him say again, Keith, we're done, it's going to be okay. He tapped the patient father on the shoulder and said, Sir, I couldn't help but watch how you handled little Keith. You were amazing. Dad replied, His name is Christopher. I'm Keith. In honour of all fathers who have taken their kids to the supermarket. So we're thinking about how today we can grow the fruit of love with the power of the Spirit to seek the highest good of others even when we don't feel it, so that we are obeying God. So we think of Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, and we're going to be taking it topic by topic. So this week we're going to be thinking about love, next week joy, and so on. We'll be looking throughout scriptures. We'll be looking at the disciples. We'll even be looking at Jehoshaphat. I'll need to get my teeth in for that one. We'll be thinking about Peter and how... He was forgiven after his betrayal. We'll be thinking of love and joy, peace and patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness and self-control. All these are in us because 
of the Holy Spirit living in us. When we invite Jesus in our lives, Holy Spirit comes and lives within us. But how do we live it out? How do we find peace in worrying times? How do we find joy in the toughest of times? God's highest purpose is for us to become more like Jesus. You look in Romans, Romans 8 verse 29, it says these words. Romans 8 verse 29 says these amazing words. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. As we sit at his feet, as we live in obedience to him, the fruit of the Spirit will grow. And nothing attracts like the fruit of the Spirit. It's such a tool for evangelism, but also such a lovely and beautiful way to bring the church into full unity. So today, the first one of the fruit is love. In the New Testament, love is spoken about in three different ways, and it was known as three different ways as well. Eros, that kind of sensual love, filial, brotherly love, and what Paul is speaking about in Galatians and John 2 is agape, that self-sacrificing love. Indeed, that divine love that comes with the Holy Spirit. The problem is, this crazy little thing called love, that we know it and think about it in this culture, is, is of one view of that passionate love that you see in the movies, that airport run to get the one you love. The cosy feelings of, of being by the fire and someone stroking your hair. Or that conditional love where someone has to do something so that you are feeling loved. Love these days is usually confused with desire. Love is not what we think it is. This is not the love that Paul speaks of in Galatians 5. This is not agape love. This is not what Jesus showed us. He said, let go of what you want and love others no matter how you feel. Think of a time when you felt love. Was it a feeling? Or was it when someone went that extra mile at a cost to themselves? What inspires you the most? Is it that feeling or is it seeing someone else go in that extra mile? What inspires you to go out and do the same? Today we're going to spend some time with John. John, who was Jesus' beloved disciple who witnessed the transfiguration and the agony of Gethsemane, who never left the cross and who looked after his best friend's mother, who took Jesus' mother and looked after her. Let's hear what he says about love. And he mentions it in some form in 16 occasions in this chapter alone. So let's read. From 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 16. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This has now showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the, this world, that we might live through him. This is the love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an 
and atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in the Spirit, and he is in us. He has given us the Spirit. He has given us his Spirit, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we now rely on the love of God has for us. So where does love come from? Love comes from God. In verse 7, where John says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. He's not saying that everyone who shows an act of love is born of God. Because later on in, in chapter 5 of the same letter, he says that everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Because of Jesus. Because of who he is. As we live and follow and live for him, that's where we love with the love that God gives. The answer to the problem, this crazy little thing called love that we have today, is divine love. And John is speaking of this divine love. And this divine love is of the incarnation, of death, of surrender and submission, to save us all. And when we accept this love and surrender and submission, that love overflows from us. And it, it flows out to each other in church and to the world. We can't keep it in because we're filled with such love and gratitude for what God has done for us. In 1959, Volvo engineer Niels Bolin patented the three-point seat belt. He, he didn't keep the patent for himself. Though. He allowed other car makers to use his invention. He chose safety over profit. And in the same way, you and I are called to choose divine love over warm, cosy feelings and desire. That means submission. That means surrender. But it also means thankfulness and gratitude. And as we live a life of submission and surrender, of thankfulness and gratitude, it results in love. Love in us and love flowing out from us. Love in and love out. Love for God and love for others. Here's the interesting thing. John was the beloved disciple. He and the other disciples saw how God did it. Verses 13 to 16. They were with Jesus. They saw everything. And especially John. John was invited in. And he saw who Jesus was. How Jesus was. And he gives us the assurance that when we acknowledge Jesus as Lord, that God will live in us. But also we know his love, not because only John is telling us because of his experience, but because we experience his presence also through the Holy Spirit. We as, as Christians, and, and if you're not a Christian, I would invite you to invite Jesus in, because as a Christian I've seen so many times where the Holy Spirit has entered into people's lives and made just such a difference. It, the Holy Spirit is seen in other Christians. 
how he's motivating people to love. When we look around at the moment, we see so many Christians, so many faithful members of the church who are giving because God has loved them and it's flowing out of them. Verse 16, it flows out of his people. And how do they do it? How do they give when it's almost beyond their own strength? They rely on him. Frog, I don't know if you've ever seen those, those bracelets, fully reliant upon God. They're fully reliant upon God. No one has ever seen the wind or electrons or energy, but we feel their effects. And in the same way it is with the love of God. We see the effects of God's love all around us. So focus on the fact that his love has broke into history, verse 9. And God's love continues to break through every time you and I, as God's people, show his love to each other, verse 12. It starts with the church, but it ends with the world. A Sunday school teacher was examining her pupils after a series of lessons on God's omnipotence. She asked, is there anything God can't do? There was silence. Finally, one lad held up his hand and the teacher was disappointed that the lesson's points had been missed. So she asked, well, just what is it about God that he cannot do? Well, replied the boy, he can't please everybody. And it's true, people will always have something against God. But as he loves us, he calls us to love. And we won't please everybody. There will be some people that you struggle with, that you can never get, get quite right. And, and there will be people who, who struggle with you. I wonder if this week we could think of someone that we struggle with. Not, not someone in the news, not politicians or structures, but someone that you are forced to see most days, even, even in lockdown, maybe somebody at work. And, and think about why it is it's difficult to love them. And how can you show them love? Pray about them and bring them to the Father. And as you bring them to the Father, ask, how can you bring the highest good for them? You see, as we act out love, as we, as we show love, we obey God. Because love is not based on feelings. If love was based on feelings, we would have left God many times because we feel far from Him. But we commit. And God is committed to us because ultimately love isn't about feelings. It is about commitment. And we are committed to our Father and he is committed to us who calls us in that commitment to love. So how about for that person that you struggle with? This week, how about a smile or a hello? Or what about a specific action? that you can bring to that person and make their life a bit easier. They're probably, they probably, they might thank you for it, but they might not. But show them love anyway. Pray for that person. And pray for steps that you can take to show love. 
and ask God to manifest this fruit in your life. In this short letter that John has given, when you turn to the, the first chapter, that which was from the beginning we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This is the disciple who knew Jesus intimately, who heard his voice. In Luke chapter 5, verse 12, there's a leper who was untouched. And Jesus said he was willing to heal him. I wonder how we feel. Are we willing to accept his touch? To take his acceptance? The leper took that acceptance and it changed his life forever. May you discover and help others to discover the love of Jesus afresh. To hear his voice. To know his compassion. To go and do likewise. Like John. There's a story that John, after he returned from Patmos in exile, he settled in Ephesus. And near the end of his life, it was said that he constantly repeated the phrase, little children love one another. And he did that because he believed it was his friend, his Lord and his Saviour's most important commandment, to love one another. As we grow to be more like Jesus, as we grow in Christ-likeness, let's act upon what we read in Scripture. Let us trust God's Spirit to be unleashed in us and through us. Let us submit to the Spirit in us. And people will discover and believe and God's kingdom will come and his will be done. That's what I want. I think that's what you want too. To discover afresh how much God loves you and how much that love is in us to pour out to those who need him so much. Go and love as you are loved. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your amazing eternal love, that divine love that you've implanted in each one of us who are born of your Son. So Lord, I pray that you will fill us up with your love, so much so, by the power of your Spirit, it overflows, that we love each other as Christian brothers and sisters, but also that we love this world, this world that is so in need of your healing touch. Lord, may we be your light, may we be your salt, May we bring flavor and hope to the dark places of this world. Send us out. Send us out. And work your amazing grace beginning with us. In your name we pray. Amen.